Well, welcome to the latest in our series of podcasts. My name is Tony Badaline. I'm Chief Executive of Australian Grape and Wine. And today, my guest is the very well-known and very renowned, I guess, winemaker, viticulturalist and general all-round manager of Taylor's Wines, Mitchell Taylor. Mitchell, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tony. Good to be uh, back with Australian Grape and Wine. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I should say Mitchell has been a long-standing board member of Australian Grape and Wine in the past. He's currently a board member of Wine Australia. Uh, so he's a great contributor to the broader industry good. Uh, today, we're going to talk about cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is a, uh, it's, it's a word that everyone's heard of. A lot of people don't know about it. And the reason I've got Mitchell along is that he's had some recent uh, unfortunate experiences in this whole issue. And I thought it'd be good to drill out some of those experiences. But first, so I guess... For the uninformed, cybersecurity is about protecting that information and information assets against any attacker. So it's really prevalent in agriculture at the moment. We're a real target for people who are trying to both take information or else get into your systems and either for ransomware. So you've all heard on the press about people holding it a ransom and threatening to remove everything or else just hack in and get into your bank accounts or get in. What's even worse is getting your customers' bank accounts. Uh, it's it's happening all over the place. We all get uh, phishing, which is spelt with a PH for your benefit, Mitchell, not fit F. Um, and it's uh, it means that people, when you get those texts and they're just trying to get you open on a link. Um, the thing about hackers is they can be, uh, you know, nationally and internationally. So they don't have to come from Australia. They can come all over the world. They can be organised from foreign governments. They can be crime syndicates, or you can even get them from internal people who are disgruntled employees. So the issue is huge. Uh, there are many different aspects of it. We've been doing a lot of discussions around our board table on it, and we will be putting us some information up for uh, the industry of what to do about it and some of, the, some of the tools you can have. But Mitchell, I'd just like to throw to you now, can you talk us about some of your uh, uh, recent experiences on the whole cybersecurity incursion front? Yes, yes. Thanks, Tony. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, it was, as for all us winemakers, it was a really um, hellish last year. But what, what happened just prior to uh, the Easter weekend, um, our system actually got completely hacked. And, and this was at a time where it was a big international um, um, hack that was organised from, you know, many companies um, around the world. In fact, Channel 9 was, was also hacked on the same weekend that we were hacked. And it was just as we were getting ready for the, um, you know, the, 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 the Easter sales. It was about a week out from Easter. And, and really it made us realise that, um, you know, it, it, and I have been warned by this, is that um, cybercrime, it, it's not um, will it happen, it's just when. Will it happen? And we'd done some prior training, so I was really proud of our team at Taylor's, you know, in that we were able to actually uh, limit the impact. We knew it was at the time, it was around our um, email servers and with the Microsoft 365 system that they knew they had to fix up. But what actually our um, providers told us was it was probably a two-phased attack. So they actually did come in um, at an earlier time. They had a look around the system. They found out where the weaknesses were. And then uh, they came back um, about a month later because then they, they actually advertised 
the, the weakness to our system in front of all this, uh, there's actually an international hacking group or hacking club, I believe, where they all get together internationally and they share um, insights. And, and so, yeah, it's pretty scary. In that, so what, what um, did it do, Mitchell? What was the actual, when that, what, what was the effect? How did you see it? How did you know you'd been hacked? Well, I remember it very clearly. I was just talking, um, you know, to, as you do early on a, on a Monday morning, uh, and I just said um, um, to, to my CFO, gee, the, the, the emails appear to be down a bit. Um, and so it, we're talking and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, that happens. I'll, I'll get the server back up. And then, yeah, we actually realised that not only were the emails down, um, you know, that Monday morning, but over the weekend, that actually got into our entire network and had gone across all our systems. And we have, you know, a number of different systems that talk to each other. But what was uh, probably a good thing we realised was not only do you have to have security from people coming um, from outside, but when you start to have these networks, you, you probably do need to have gates internally also which we've tightened up to stop people going from one, one computer system or one program into another. So we were able to do that. Of course, as our um, IT people were saying, it is a continual changing war. So while you can do things that tighten things up, you've got to look at this as a, a, an event that never stops. So um, naturally, we've, we've fixed up our Microsoft 365 now. We've put in more gates in between our systems that talk to each other and, and also updated with the latest um, malware, which, which is software systems that have these attacks. But when it comes to the malware, um, you've continually got to have updates on that so that, you know, they can um, make sure that they, um, you know, tighten up some of these areas. So what about your suppliers, Mitchell, and how they link into your system? Is there, is, how, do you, how do you get some trust or, I guess, or know that they're doing the right thing? Because that, that must be a weak point. It is. It is. It, it, it's via all your links um, that you have with your suppliers. We, we found on the logistics front, um, you know, we had to do prior, we, we had to do some manual orders for, you know, 24 to 48 hours. But, but what, was, what was great um, with the suppliers were that, you know, they were very understanding. So we, we did check all of that. And one thing um, that we did that was great, like everyone talks about the backups, that we had a complete backup that we did in an off-site premises. So that was good, good structures that we do. Because some, what, what can happen um, with these backup systems is sometimes the hackers get in and they actually start to hack your backups. So you don't even have, um, you know, you've got to almost start your system from scratch. So that, that was probably the, the blessing that we had. So, so that's another tip is to, to really check with your, your IT people, your, your IT providers, those suppliers, that you do have good systems that enable you that if your primary system gets attacked, that you've got a good system off-site with a proper firewall that you can then retrieve. And, and that's what we did in this instance. And that helped us, you know, relatively get our, our systems back and running. We had to do it 
one at a time. It took a long period to get the complete system backed up. But those essential uh, things like invoicing, um, receipts, debtors, you know, that you need for your on, ongoing running of the business, we were able to get them up um, pretty quickly. And I guess the interesting thing, Mitchell, a lot of and you're, you're certainly not the only person who has had these attacks. I know quite a few businesses in the yep. grape and wine sector and grape growers as well, because as everyone gets more and more automated and more and more online, uh, everyone's vulnerable. I guess the interesting thing is that um, apart from your sort of hacking, there was people who deliberately target things like reputation and, and they will come in and they will try and trash your reputation. And that makes it very, very difficult to recover, as well as obviously those tangible assets like the finances, you know, people come in and try and rip money off you. Yeah. Um, and, but, and the data, because data can be so important to a hacker. So it's so important that you do get systems in place because your reputation is something that, that needs to be preserved. And I think the I guess it's really important you keep talking to those suppliers and everyone about this to make sure that if something happens, that you're honest and open with them. That's right. And, and you've really got to, like, like a lot of us, you know, we've got some very loyal customers, you know, with our cellar door systems that's got all the, the personal information. So um, you've, you've got to be very, very tight with that, which we were, made sure that, um, you know, they weren't extracting that information out and, um, and, and trying to use that in, in other areas. And, and, and also, you know, you do need to report into the government authorities about, you know, how, how you have got good systems that, that do um, protect um, this personal data that you're holding on behalf of other people. And, and also, yeah, as you say, Tony, your, um, you know, your reputation um, with your own, you know, brand, brand integrity. So, you know, it, it is very important. Um, you know, within our drinks industry, you know, Campari have been hacked, I think Lion, you know, so they, 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 they are working ways to even get into the bigger systems. And, and, and even, um, you know, we're like all of us, we have very good close banking relationships, but it's the banks that are, that are also big targets, but, but also as suppliers, they're, they're, they're also uh, very helpful in um, in these situations because they do have very big um, IT departments that specialise in the uh, the cybercrime risk area. Uh, so you know that 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 was also another good area you know to to work through. Yeah, and I guess one of the things you you alluded to was the fact you had to go back to manual invoicing and things like that. A lot of people don't know how to do that anymore. So did you have those sort of backup? ability to do manual invoicing or were you scrambling around to uh, to get there yeah we we were a bit we you know we we did have it and, and you know um it, it's good that you know there's some old people at, at work like myself that can remember the good old days of, of triplicate um carbon and and that but but no seriously it was um um it, it was really working well with with our providers and, and, and particularly on the logistics side in, in doing the deliveries so that, you know, we, we, we did have all that data and then, then we were able to, when we got that, that's why it was the priority to get our um, invoicing system restored as quickly as possible so that, you know, we didn't lose, um, you know, any of the historic data uh, that we previously had. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, that, that, that was 
quite difficult, but I think everyone, yeah, you know, when you when you put your hands to it, um, it, it, it worked quite well. The, the other thing too is we we had done some prior training about this, so that that was very helpful. Um, also, uh, particularly through the emails, we, we do a lot of those um, phishing email scams where we, we practice those just internally so that people do realise, because what, what a lot of the hackers actually do is they, they come in, look at your information, look at the relationships that are occurring in your business. So quite often um, there'll be an email that might have, you know, my my name as the MD requesting for something else, uh, you know, for someone else to do it. And because they're now starting to look at how your business um, works, you know, it's not like the good old days when um, you used to have people from um, Sudan and Nigeria saying, um, you know, if you want access to $40 million, all you have to do is click here or provide your details. You can sort of pick those scams. But now the scammers are getting so sophisticated that they're actually noticing the, the names, the relationships, and, and they're actually some of the, the more um, advanced ones are noticing when people are travelling or when they, so that they hit you with, a, oh, look, I'm travelling now, um, I'm, I'm elsewhere, can you quickly just fast forward this? So, that, um, so we, we've done a bit of that training um, with, with, with emails just to, to keep everyone aware of, um, you know, the sophistication that's happening and to make sure that no one ever hits um, with email a link or a, um, a file that they're not certain that they know where the provider is. And one of the key things we've learned too is when you get these strange emails, if you go into the email address, quite often when you look at it, you go, hang on, that, that's not a sophisticated um, normal email, uh, you know, .com.au. It's got, you know, it's come from overseas and it's got a really strange um, uh, address to it. Yeah, that, that's really good advice, Mitchell. So I think, look, I think the take-homes from this is keep your systems up to date, get some training in, and, and always double check those emails coming in. And, you know, this is something that will happen and it can happen to any business of any size. So, look, thanks for your insights, Mitchell. Just before you go, one question now that we um, let's get your crystal ball out. Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen for the rest of the year? You know, we've had uh, we've had bushfires. We had China. We've had COVID. Um, what do you what, what do you think is going to happen for uh, the next year? What 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 are the prospects? Yeah, good question. I look, I'm seeing a bit of um, consumer confidence and you know eroding a bit. But, but look, being um, an optimistic person, um, I'm hoping that the vaccination rates, both within Australia and globally, really start to lift and and start to help give us you know a bit more confidence out there. Uh, so you know, with the opening of travel, both um, both both across Australia. And internationally, I think hopefully that 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 will in the next six to twelve months, hopefully you know, give us that that little extra confidence. So I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, 
And I believe that, um, you know, with the quality that we have as an industry now with um, the superb 2021 vintage behind us, I, uh, I think it, it will give us some, some chances to maybe re-establish some of those relationships that have been, um, you know, tested over this, you know, very um, chaotic period that, that everyone's been experiencing. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mitchell. I, I look... I'm hoping for the best like you. I'm optimistic. I reckon it's going to be a pretty tough couple of years, particularly at the, the growing side of the business as we, we try and build those markets in a, in a difficult time. But uh, hopefully consumer confidence will come back once that we see the, the vaccination rates up. I'm bullish about getting vaccinated. I've had my vaccination, so encourage everyone else to. And uh, thank you very much, Mitchell, for your time. And uh, we'll thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you uh, next time. My pleasure and um, just everyone out there, keep making the great wines and spreading the message.